0: The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T.
1: And welcome into the Fantasy Football Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me tonight is Mr. Emerson Beery. Andrew Robb is out sick. Appreciate you filling in, sir. How are you doing?
0: I am fabulous today. Just got done enjoying my Chiefs getting a victory today. Watched that that couple exciting games there with the Buffalo Minnesota Packers Cowboys so definitely got some good football today.
1: Yeah, today was uh was a roller coaster for me to say the least. It was a it was an emotional <laughs> oh, roller coaster. Um was going up against uh, you know like the top 10 there of the uh, week 10 Battle Royale on underdog. I actually didn't see what I wound up falling down to, but I can get a little uh, little update on it. The old completed column here now I believe. Uh but yeah, it was it was a, it was a long day of you know sitting at the very top of that chart, you know. Thirty five thousand dollars, you know. Oh, you I sit- saw you up
0: there. Oh, it it pained me when you started dipping down that board a bit. But man, it's exciting when you see your name up there. It's like, you know, thirty five thousand dollars. Oh man, I know.
1: It could happen. Oh man, we fell real hard. Top hundred, maybe.
0: Yeah, it was tough. I, uh, I what was my best finish? I'd ha- I'd have to look at it here.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to scroll through. I had about 149 points or so. And the leader had 170.
0: My best team had 144, so I was I was considerably. I still ended up tripling my money for the day, uh, but you know it's mm-hmm. it it was still 26 points from the big money, so I wasn't that close. But I ended up doing yeah. okay.
1: 140th is where I finished. 140th, a far cry no. from first place, that's for sure. Uh, and and I was going in on the Bills earlier. I mean, I'll definitely be complaining about them throughout the show for certain. Um, but yeah, that that fumble on the uh, on the goal line that allowed Minnesota to extend the game that really really hurt me. At least at least kept me out of the conversation of you know even having a shot at the thirty five thousand because you know anything could have happened in the afternoon games. Coincidentally, you know a couple of big booming players out of the uh, the afternoon games as well pushed me down the charts, but. It's all good. It's all good. You know, we'll live to fight another week. Still, you know, grabbed a good amount of walking around, around cash. I can definitely get a haircut tomorrow. I think I can afford right, it that's now. Good. So that's feeling good. feeling pretty good about that. God, it's a freaking bush on my head, man. It's just nonstop. But we are here to break down week 10 and give our instant reactions, our fantasy football analysis. Emerson, do you want to start in Germany at the bottom of the card or do you want to start at the top of the card most recent games? What do you think?
0: Let's start in Germany. Let's start with the with the one that ended first. I like it.
1: All right. Sounds good to it. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers win 21 to 16 over the Seahawks. What were your instant reactions from this game going forward for fantasy? I know that we saw Leonard Fournette potentially go down. He might be missing some time. You know, it's pretty balanced as far as like the pass catchers go on both sides. Uh, what was your uh, big takeaways from this one?
0: Uh, yeah, you know, I think the biggest takeaway is, you know, the success of Rashad White, you know, 22 carries, 105 yards. It's not a flashy stat line because he didn't catch any passes, but this is a guy who mm-hmm. will catch passes. Leonard Fournette could be missing some time. Leonard Fournette hasn't been all that productive um, up and, you know, up into the season, you know, ab- you know, usually averaging that two to three yards per carry. So Um, it wouldn't, you know, Rashad white, this is his opportunity. You know, he actually, I, you know, I was just talking, um, I was talking with Dave, you know, today on the show after you left. And I was saying Mm -hmm. that actually Rashad white hasn't looked that good either, but today he did look very explosive. Um, and yeah, you know, this is the kind of thing you see all the time that younger, highly drafted back kind of take, you know, running back is a tough position in the NFL. So, you, you know, four or five year careers are kind of like, that's just how it kind of the standard status quo in the NFL. So I, I think that's my biggest takeaway you know, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, better days are ahead for the Seattle offense. I think, you know, it was just a tough matchup with that um, with that Tampa Bay defense. Chris Godwin uh, played well. You know, we finally saw a touchdown. You know, I, I was hoping that mm-hmm. touchdown would come. Lots of targets uh, recently as well. Uh, Mike Evans is kind of having an off year. It feels like just not that same connection with Brady. So maybe time to move uh, Mike Evans more into that real back end, maybe wide receiver one, high end wide receiver two conversation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to me, there weren't too many big takeaways from this one. Uh, Geno Smith and Tom Brady was a comparison that we did on the preview show. Geno Smith just barely edged him out, I think, by like a a point, two points maybe in, in most scoring formats. Kenneth Walker was definitely a dud this week, but I think any you know drastic movement on him would be a miscalculation. I think you know you want to ride strong with him if you are uh, you know not past your trade deadline just yet. I think you you know for most leagues we're uh, we're up today. You know for a lot of my leagues the trade deadline will be this week. I have a few left that will be you know the next week. Um, but yeah, if you're still looking to move off of him, I, I would not recommend it. Still had a great amount of uh, receptions. What Was he had six catches? Yeah, six for fifty-five. Uh, second uh, in uh, receiving total yards for the for the Seahawks this week in Germany. It's kind of a weird game for the Seahawks. It felt like they got off to a really slow start. Did have 13 points in the fourth quarter to kind of you know save our fantasy days. That was nice. Uh, but I think there are like you had mentioned for uh, Metcalf and Lockett. You know better days are ahead. I think even for Geno Smith as well. Um, he has I believe t- at least two passing touchdowns in every game, but three games this season. Geno Smith. So this is Tom Brady's. Uh, just his second multi-touchdown performance this season um maybe some you know brighter weeks are ahead for tom as well um tom i, I feel like is a targetable asset you know if you need to trade for a quarterback in super flex leagues and that period's still going to be available for you this week i don't hate going after him if he's on a roster that's you know overridden with um, quarterback depth tons of passing volume there
0: Yep, absolutely. I you know, um we keep saying Tom Brady's gonna turn it around every single week. You know, it's another solid performance, but you know, it's just kind of been the status quo this year, kind of that fifteen right. to twenty points per game. So we'll see what happens. But out of any of the out of all these kind of struggling quarterbacks that those late round, you know, those late QB ones that are that struggling mm-hmm. tier, Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, I think uh, Tom Brady has the best chance to turn it around.
1: Yeah, this was also actually the first week in uh seven weeks that he threw less than forty times. You know, so maybe being able to get this running game going is going to mean some better things for the offense in total, and you know, for the team. I mean, obviously, they took home an important win. You know, they're now five and five on the season, so you know, it was big time for them for sure. All right, let's get into this next one here. It's it's a rough one, a lot of emotions. Vikings and Bills, uh, complete roller coaster ride, and like this is a roller coaster that you wait like for hours to ride, and then it's just just abrupt. You know, there's just so many abrupt like endings and, and, you know, close calls, you go from everywhere from, you know, the fumbling on the goal line to, you know, the Gabe Davis catch that shouldn't have been a catch, you know, to Josh Allen being in a situation to tie the game, then intercept or throws an interception. Like, again, complete roller coaster, tons of emotions for me because I was, you know, losing my mind, you know, falling down the battle royale charts. But, (laughs) you know, speaking from our fantasy point of views here, first off, I got to ask you about the Josh Allen injury and how you kind of feel about him going forward. It felt like eighty percent of the game. It felt like he was fine. There was just these minor little flashes where you're like, eh, he's favoring his arm. He's favoring his elbow. And eh, he, you know, now it, you know another play goes by and it looks like he's giving like way too much of an effort. Are you going to feel comfortable about starting him going forward after this performance oh. and everything that we've seen off of the injury?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Josh Allen, of course, starting going forward. Is, is he is he that quarterback one going forward? You know, we we'll we might see this injury bother him a little bit. You know, I certainly think him and Patrick Mahomes are kind of rate right step and step as where you know a few weeks ago I might have said that he was you know clearing ahead the quarterback one. So you know, yeah, him and Patrick Mahomes are kind of in that same tier. We'll see how that arms bother him uh, more more so than I even more concerned than I even am about the elbow. I would say is that you know Josh Allen is just. We're seeing a little bit of that first or second year, you know, uh, play, you know, he's still he's still one of the the top two quarterback in the NFL. But we're seeing a few more of those plays that he had at Wyoming, a few more of those plays that he had at the beginning of his career, his first couple of years. Some of those kind of interceptions, some of those mistakes. Uh, One of those interceptions was just like it was it was wild. Uh, So. I don't know. It's been a that that first interception, uh, the
1: overtime one where he could have just stepped up into the pocket.
0: Yeah, it was this. It was the overtime one. Yeah, you're right about that. Actually, my
1: wife knows nothing about football, and she was yelling for him to run.
0: Yeah, it was just it was a wild. Yeah, I just didn't know what he was seeing on that one. So yeah, it's just interesting um, to see. So yeah, of course, Josh Allen starting going forward. You know, we'll just see. You know, is you know he's entering more. You know, it's a lot closer between him and Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurst though than mm -hmm. we were a couple weeks ago. I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm watching uh, Jimmy run for a couple of yards here. <laughs> Third and three. Yikes. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, not really too much to take away from from uh, from fantasy here. I saw someone's comment about uh, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I had Diggs I had a bad the-
0: day either. I had a bad day either. I I have I moved I had Chase before the season as my wide receiver one, but I I, mm-hmm. I about five weeks into the season I moved Justin Jefferson back into that wide receiver one spot. Yeah, and I think I think he is the wide receiver one. Uh, Chase is right there. I think when he comes back, uh, tons of talent still, but yeah, Jefferson is that dumb, you know clearing ahead. I think.
1: Diggs twelve for one twenty eight today, still really solid. I mean it didn't you know get up to like that 200-yard receiving upper echelon as uh, as Jefferson. But, you know, did have a couple more catches, didn't have the the, the touchdown here. Um, let's see. I mean, man, they're, they're spreading the ball around. I don't like K.J. Osborne. You know, I don't want you to like, you know, see his production this week and pivot to him next week on buys, on injuries, on, on desperation plays. He put up a zero just a week ago. So don't overreact to that. It's feeling like Thielen is uh, is a nice, safe play. You know, you're never going to get that booming production, but I don't think he's going to overwhelmingly hurt you. He's not uh, in uh, as far of dud potential territory as, say, KJ Osborne. Uh, I mean, I feel like you're starting Singletary going forward, but you're really not getting too cute with these guys. I mean, Gabe Davis had a nice week. Are you going to feel comfortable about starting him going forward?
0: I mean, Davis is a starter. You just have to take the good with the bad, you know, um, if you have him on your team, I think you're going to, you know, you're going to have some bad weeks, but, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, just like this is the weeks that you play him for. So I think Davis, of course, is a starter. You have to rank him as a low end kind of mid tier to low end wide receiver too, just based on his boom weeks. But yes, he's going to have those kind of single digit performances, unfortunately.
1: TJ Hawkins had a, had a nice day seven for 45. Do you think he's going to kind of creep or start to creep into that territory that we're going to look for and a target for like, say the battle Royales. I know that you and I had a conversation about tight ends last week and about how important it is on, you know, hitting the home run on that position. Do you think he's going to start to kind of creep into that territory where we can get him in a little bit of better value in these weekly drafts?
0: I think he's, I think he's entering that second tier with Zach Ertz. Um, and you know, mm-hmm. kind of those other guys, uh, he, uh, he's you know, he has he has solid target volume so far. So it's uh it's you know, I think there could be a safer floor potentially with the Vikings. You know, the, the Detroit Lions offense was pretty good, but there was a lot of target competition there. Um, and mm-hmm. we could see a bit, you know, I I would I'm Adam thielen isn't too intimidating of a player. Sorry, my phone's beeping at you. Um, no you're good. So I I yeah, I I think TJ Hawkinson isn't that is not it's in that second tier, right behind uh Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey, of course. You know, anytime Travis Kelsey, you know, I'm. I'm anytime mm-hmm. he's in my underdog drafts in the first round and I have an opportunity to take him, I'm going to take him just because you locked that in, that solid floor. So, um, right. But, yeah, TJ Hawkinson is right in that next conversation, though.
1: Well, a good segue, speaking of, you know, top tight ends, we're moving now to Detroit and Chicago, and Cole Kmet was my guy this week. I saw that. <laughs> had him in a couple of lineups. I had him with a stack with Fields. Obviously, that was the most profitable. But I also paired him up with Patrick Mahomes as well because – I felt like that Justin Fields now entering that QB one conversation. He was my QB four coming into this week, you know, for week 10. Um, Obviously, with that type of uh, evolution in your play and that that kind of upswing, it's got to work for everybody else around him. Right. And that's clearly benefited uh, Komet, who I think has that three multi touchdown games in the last like four or five weeks now.
0: Yeah, I think you might be right about that. Yeah, he's, it's, he's it's been, been something sort trip. of
1: ridiculous. So, that was really the only play I was chasing there was like, well, if Fields is, you know, a quarterback one now, if he's like a top five guy and they're going to be in that, you know, scoring zone and they've got a good matchup up against the Lions, you know, Komet should be that guy. In a lot of redraft formats, Komet's probably still available, you know, in a lot of shallower leagues. So that's definitely someone you want to target this week if he's still available. I do know that he left the end of the game with an injury. That'll be a situation to follow here. Uh, But I feel like, you know, the advancement and evolution of Fields game is, you know, raising the bar and giving the uh, receivers a nice, healthy upswing. Mooney, four for 57. Komet, four for 74 and had the two touchdowns. You're not going to dig too much deeper than that. It would have been nice to see Claypool do uh, do something. He was only one for eight, uh, but did draw a couple of big penalties. Ah, man, Amon Ross St. Brown, he did everything but score a touchdown today, 10 for 119. Um, I'm not trying to really guess which tight end to get in my lineup, Mitchell or uh, Brock Wright for the Lions. I'm going to kind of stay off of that. I do recommend owning them in Dynasty because you just never know who could, you know, come to fruition if they really like one of those guys going into next year, especially if you're trying to, you know, maybe pack it in, you know, stash players for next season and get a good head start for next year. Uh, I mean, how far is Fields going to go, man? Like, how far is he going to climb the quarterback rankings for the rest of the season? If he keeps doing this, like, he's going to break the league.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's really is remarkable, especially, you know, just considering, you know, 12 pass completions, you know, you think like, man, you just look at that 12 for 20, you're like, ooh, it was a rough day for Fields. Actually not, 40 points in fantasy. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, he's... It's been ridiculous, you know. This is the kind of cheat code for fantasy football, it's kind of like the rushing quarterback floor that kind of mm-hmm. just this gives you. Um, mm-hmm. so Justin Fields, you know, um, he what he and what he's doing with weapon, you know, kind of a lackluster receiving core, Darnell Mooney, uh, Chase, you know, Chase Clepool are, are solid options, but past that, it's really, you know, not you know, Cole commits all as well, but. Um, right yeah as you know it's considering what you see around the league with aaron Rodgers struggling and some other quarterbacks like matthew stafford struggling with the weapons that they have it's pretty impressive to see what justin fields is doing regardless um he might not never get he probably will never get to that level of passing but you know is a jalen hurts career trajectory something like that improving next year i don't think that's out of the realm of possibility so um I, i i'm gonna update my update my dynasty rankings every week but um he'll Pro- he'll move ahead of Trevor Lawrence for me this week, I think. I just had him back-to-back this week. I had uh, Justin Fields at 12 and him at 11. I'm mm-hmm. going to go ahead and move Justin Fields ahead of him, I think, and probably maybe ahead of Dak Prescott as well. So, you know, he's going to be cl- climbing into that mid-tier, almost mid-tier quarterback one territory mm-hmm. for me in Dynasty Leagues.
1: I mean, it's it's hard not to, right? I mean, when you're looking at that safe rushing floor, and it's not even the rushing floor. It is the QB oh. design runs. Like, the play calling is there for him. It's not like it's every single play is a breakdown where – you know, he's, you know, posted up and the options aren't there and he's, you know, extending the play. A lot of it is, is just quarterback design runs. Um, they've been doing a lot in the red zone. They're just, you know, the bears are being a lot more mischievous um, and deceptive with their play calling recently. It'd be nice to get a win. You know, it'd be nice to uh, get a win, but we've really committed to the, uh, to the bit. We'll say, as far as rebuilding
0: goes, get that draft capital. There you go. Oh,
1: we're getting it. We are getting it. All right, next up, uh, not that exciting of a game. Broncos, 10, Titans, 17. Uh, Derek Henry held in check. It was nice to see Ryan Tannehill bounce back. Not sure what's going to happen here with the receivers going forward with the Broncos, with Jerry Judy Hurt, but it definitely has to boost Cortland Sutton's value, at least in the short term, if not the rest of the season. Not buying into any of the receiving work of Nick Westbrook Akine or Austin Hooper here. Uh, Not really guys that I'm interested in. Was nice to see that Traylon Burks was, you know, able to contribute his first week back. I'm hoping to see him build on that performance. There's not really too much buy or sell movement here for me, other than you know you might feel confident about starting Tannehill if you're short at the position on a bye week. Uh, Russ Wilson, not someone I'm confident putting in my lineups. You know, got they they caught the broken play with you know some random guy off the sofa. Uh, Virgil, you, do you know who this uh, this fellow is here?
0: I've heard of the name, but yeah, I wasn't Jalen Virgil. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew the name, but yeah, I wasn't familiar with his play. Really,
1: I'm I'm not too brushed up on Appalachian Appalachian State wide receivers. I'm sorry, I apologize. I'm gonna be better. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I know uh, I know Kendall H- uh, Ke- Kendall Hinton because he was their quarterback at one point, so I knew who that was. Um, didn't know who he was until you know he was their random quarterback for a week. Uh, but yeah, I'm not really buying into any of this. Chase Edmonds didn't do anything. Uh two for nine on the ground, one catch. Can't be trusted until it shows otherwise. Um anything big here for you that that bounces off the uh off the box score here?
0: Uh, you know, Russell Wilson can be cut in standard leagues. Cut? you know, get rid of him. Know, you know, Let's in ride into the in, in waivers. One, in one quarterback standard league, redraft leagues, you can move on from Russell Wilson, I think. think like, just don't even think it's more hurting you just having you on team because you keep thinking you can put them in your lineup safely. And, you know, at this point you might be out of the playoffs because of Russell Wilson, but if you aren't yet, I think it's just time to, yeah, to get off this train. You know, we're down. not right. We're not riding with Russell Wilson anymore. Um, Melvin Gordon, the Murray, you know, it's, it's, you know, they, they, they have a pretty split backfield. It's not very exciting. Yikes. Melvin Gordon, maybe slightly ahead, you know, deep, deeper flex option uh corland Sutton still not very impressive even with jerry judy out most of the game jerry judy they're hoping it isn't very serious you maybe expect him to miss a game though may could could potentially miss a game cortland Sutton still probably just a wide receiver three you know mid mm-hmm. to low end wide receiver three for me but there. uh probably temper back the the expectations on greg uh, dolchitz i was got excited too i i put i had him as a tight end one Probably time, yeah. T- probably time to reel it back. We got excited. Sorry about that. Um, Him and Kate Otten. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, it's just, yeah. it's, rough. you know, not, you know, they they could have some big games down the stretch. they they have some the thought process was
1: there, Emerson. You know, the lights were but, on. The, you know <laughs> what I mean? I mean,
0: <laughs> it's just, it's tough for these rookie tight end. And the tight end position is just such a volatile position. You know, it's, there's these guys, it's just not a position that's super relevant. It, and like the, it, you know, it's it. They they do a lot of block. They do a lot of things in the NFL. But for fantasy purposes, most tight ends are just you know they're out there blocking you know and they're just an afterthought in the passing Get game, in the way, just kind of get that random touchdown. Uh, uh, Westbrook, the kind. I heard they, I don't think A-Kind. I've ever actually said a kind. Is that? How, I don't think I've ever actually said his name on the podcast out loud. So I actually needed to learn how to say. I it. always Nick called him Westbrook a kind.
1: I always said a keen, and then today I heard a kind on the television, so I'm going to roll with that. So, so,
0: yeah, I mean, he was impressive. I'm sure he will be a hot waiver wire pickup. I mean, throw yeah, pick him up off waivers. I'm not jumping up and down. I think this is more of uh, just a random performance. But uh, better days are ahead for Derrick Henry, of course. Traylon Burks kind of eased back in. Three Mm -hmm. catches for 24 yards. Yeah, nothing very exciting. Austin Hooper is just a low end tight end, too, so. Yeah, nothing. If, too if that, I mean, if, if that, that, like
1: Austin Hooper reeks of dud territory. Like, if there's potential to throw up a goose egg, Austin Hooper reeks of it. You know, this Austin Hooper and Nick westbrook Akin production all came at the week of a down, a huge downswing for Derrick Henry, 19 for 53. That's not going to be the case going forward. So, yeah, it was nice. Like I said, it was it was refreshing to see you know Tannehill be able to bounce back. I'm thinking that you know they're probably going to move on from him in the, in the off season. You know, I think they've made it kind of clear, like they want to move forward with Malik Willis. Hopefully he can, you know, kind of make that, that, um, that step forward. I'm not saying he's going to be Justin Fields next year or a version of him that we've gotten, you know, in these past four weeks or this past month or whatever. But I think Tannehill could also be, you know, a decent buy if you're really hurting at the quarterback position at a dynasty deadline, he might be on a new roster next year with a a potential, um, you know, new team, better weapons. You know, wouldn't hate to see him uh, on Pittsburgh. You know, if they don't believe in Kenny Pickett coming into uh, next season, um, but that's a, that's a talk for another day. We're getting we're getting uh, pretty close to the offseason already. We'll we'll be having plenty of those chats uh, soon ahead. Next up here, we've got the Dolphins and the Browns. Shout out to the Browns. for putting on a you know a, de- a decent show. You know, in the uh, in the in the final half, they only put up seven points in the uh, in the first, put up ten in the second. But you know, they got they got some scoring in, made Nick Chubb relevant. Uh, made Donovan Peoples Jones relevant. You know, if you were on him this week, Donovan Peoples Jones has a just incredulous safe floor. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know why he's such a safe play each week. But you got to feel like he's going to have a big upswing with uh, Deshaun Watson coming back here soon, right? Like, I got to feel like he's a big buy guy right now if he's available. Uh, I I feel like everything was up to expectation, lived up to my expectations from the Miami Dolphins. Jeff, Jeff Wilson is the number one. Mostard's still going to be reliable week in and week out. And, you know, you're never really benching these receivers. Damn it, Emerson. I benched Trent Sherfield on a whim because he was a late addition to the injury report.
0: Ouch. Um, Ouch. I can't. Why were you even thinking about starting him? I can't. I...
1: Okay. So, well, here it is. Uh, <laughs> <shall> uh, I... <laughs> it was uh, CJ Osborne, Trent Sherfield chris moore or ah, somebody oh michael bandy michael bandy okay.
0: yeah i guess i guess at that point um yeah so uh, i yeah. went with
1: i went with michael bandy and chris moore <laughs> i made the wrong decisions but i'm gonna win by like a lot so I'm, I'm you know i'm not gonna lose sleep or lose the matchup which is most important um everybody else boomed and i still have a couple more players to go and i've got a huge lead so i'll be right, fine there you go. but regardless i was sitting there like oh my god of course you know, KJ Osborne does some stuff. Oh, of course. I think Darius Slate may have been on the bench too. Like, golly, killing me.
0: <laughs>
1: I did start him somewhere though. I did start him somewhere. You you play enough fantasy football, you know. You're gonna oh have... yeah,
0: you have everybody starting. Exactly, exactly. You're playing everybody, you're starting everybody. Um yeah. but um yeah, Jeff Wilson, yeah. I mean it's this backfield's frustrating. Just like they keep they, we thought it was gonna be um Edmonds was Mostert and then we got mm-hmm. Wilson now um yeah I think this will be a little frustrating going forward I mean Wilson obviously seems to be the lead and I would start him next week I would not actually feel great about starting uh Mostert going forward just because of uh you know just that Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle make mm-hmm. up so much of that offense I mean it was it was kind of he had some up and down weeks already regardless so right. um he yeah, had Jeff Wilson I guess is taking over this back he loves his 49er running backs like a oh, man uh Mike McDaniels is just a machine back there uh really impressive uh but um yeah Tyreek Hill of course Jalen Waddle once again I keep saying it's a day but you know kind of of course better days are once again ahead that's kind of the uh I keep saying that today, these aren't better days, days are
1: once, you know and they, yeah, they I mean
0: they're okay I mean it was four fine, for
1: 66 to, for Waddle five for 44 and a touchdown yeah, for Hill 15, I mean
0: 15 points 10 points yeah, it, yeah. It, it's in solid a game performances yeah they'll be in going. a game
1: where they really spread the ball around you know I mean like yeah you saw Trent Sherfield; he had four catches. Hill had five. Waddle had four. Alec Ingold, I think, still had four catches as well and a touchdown. Um, you know, great glue guy. Great glue guy. Uh, very similar to kind of that Jeff Wilson pickup, where he's just really fitting well in the system. So, I mean, I I know you said you had uh, some concern about Mostert. I really don't. I feel like in this offense, they they have the weapons that they need. They're just kind of constantly being in. Uh, they're going to constantly be in scoring territory. Excuse me. So, I feel confident in firing all these guys up. Maybe not Alec Ingold, but you know. <laughs> there's always exceptions yeah. to the rule uh we actually did accidentally skip over kansas city and jacksonville here How i'll let you... you yeah my bad hey whoa this is a great game for me <laughs> i uh you know I've, I've told all of you i've recently gave away like my entire future set of uh draft picks for patrick mahomes great week to see that result um i'd like to see a little bit more out of uh, isaiah pacheco but he looked good and christian kirk was booming for me today uh what were the big uh, reactions for uh, from you as a kansas city chiefs fan I know that Juju going down wasn't pretty, but everybody else fell in
0: pretty well. Man, these concussions are ugly this year. It's just it seems like we constantly see that kind of frozen arm position. And, yeah, um, Juju Smith-Schuster had a similar uh, reaction to, uh, you know, the concussion that that kind of Tua did. You know, his arms locked up in front of his face, and, you know, that's unfortunate. So we'll probably see him maybe out this week just kind of, you know, with this Mm -hmm. new kind of concussion protocol. So I hope you I hope he's okay cuz he's really uh, been great he's been great for the Kansas City Chiefs these last few weeks uh you know two two uh, 100-yard performances in the last three games wide receiver one each of the last three games so, so been super solid so I hope he gets back soon um uh, I I I like what Pacheco was doing out there uh he had uh, 16 carries for 82 yards it looked super explosive uh, Clyde edwards Lair only had uh, four uh snaps uh two targets he had a drop so um, he didn't he know, didn't have
1: it, a carrying did he he didn't have a rushing nope, attempt nope, though. zero
0: zero rushing attempts that's uh, Mc-
1: that's a big that's a big uh factor to keep in mind going forward like the no touches in the run game whatsoever I think is a pretty big a significant um you know tell
0: yeah I mean it's 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 becoming a more of a two uh committee backfield I mean McKinnon had almost all of the passing down work so um mm-hmm. you might see that going forward but Pacheco, I mean, I do. I see a scenario where he could be like a low end RB two down the stretch here. He's not that yet. I'm not comfortable putting him in lineups yet. Uh, mm-hmm. But he, I could see that getting there. Um, Kadarius Tony, um I was have been a real. Uh, I've been really negative on Kadarius Tony for quite some time, just because you know, just missing practice for things, you know, here and there. I, I like caught that dishes. when
1: I got off the show. I was listening for
0: a little bit, and then I just heard you just dogging Kadarius Tony. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to see it first, and you yeah, know, he's been he's been very impressive. You know, he, I can I I can see a scenario where he is the Chiefs' you know top wide receiver next year. So, um, he's a potential buy. You know, I, I'm writing a dynasty article for Five Rush, and he's one of the guys mm-hmm. I'm going to be highlighting as a as a dynasty riser. So, Kadarius Tony. um, Looked really good. Uh, Marcus Valdez-Scantling had a big game today. You know, um, he's, he's running all the routes. He's getting all the snaps. So um, it was it was good to see a good game out of him. We could, you know, he's a guy that I still want to be rostering just because, you know, he's out there right. with Patrick Mahomes on almost every play. So that was some yeah. of my quick impressions. Hopefully we see, you know, Travis Kelsey is amazing. Uh, we, the Chiefs get burned consistently by opposing wide receivers. Christian Kirk, yeah, that was going to be an easy play. So always start the top end wide receiver for the other team against the Kansas City Chiefs. What's happening yeah. in that game? What's happening? I see you watching it. What's
1: happening? No, no, no. It was it was nothing from that. It was it was more just uh, just the stuff from the game, really. Me and Joe Pepe during our preview show, we did Juju Smith Schuster versus Christian Kirk, and like all the numbers just suggested, this was going to be a big booming opportunity play for both guys. Uh, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars had given up the third most receiving touchdowns to wide receivers. The Chiefs had given up the seventh most receiving touchdowns to wide receivers, and both were coming in, you know, with pretty respectable three-week recaps, right? So both were in a really good position, and of course, this was the first one that we had agreed on in Juju (laughs) Smith-Schuster because he got to play with Patrick Mahomes, and then, of course, he gets hurt early. Um, I also dropped (laughs) MVS this week, so that was not great. That was not great in a team where, let's see, Jerry Judy put up a goose egg. Scotty Miller put up three and a quarter. DJ Moore put up 5.5 like it was bad. It was bad. It was it was it was not very good. And everyone on my bench didn't play. They didn't play. They're all hurt or <laughs> run by. It was perfect. MVS sitting on the damn waivers. I am waiting for them to score a touchdown here though. They're at the damn 1-yard line. All right? And I would, you know what? You know, normally you'd be like, "Hey, you just run that in." But I need them to Russell Wilson this shit and I need <laughs> Jimmy to throw it to CMC. I need I need them to to stack that up for me. That'd be great.
0: Or just let CMC finish yeah. it, but I'd like to see a little something out of Debo Samuel. It's making me nervous. That's what you I'd know. Like what
1: they've see. already given him a carry for seven yards. Okay, there's not enough carries to go around. They all need <laughs> to go to McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell is already five for twenty-three because he's that. He's just that dude. Elijah Mitchell just gonna ball when he given <laughs> been given the chance. That's just what's gonna happen. Uh, MVS or Kadarius Tony? If Juju is out for a long period of time, who do you want to own more so rest of season?
0: Yeah, you know, I I, I was I hope uh, Juju's only gone for a week or so, but um, mm-hmm. you know, I next week for example, I will be. That's really tough. Actually, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Scantling. I'm gonna chase the snap count there. there. Uh, I think you know, of course, long term down the stretch of the season, you know, I think mm-hmm. Darius Tony's a great pick, but at least for one more week, I'm gonna be going with uh, Scantling. Uh, but yeah, Tony, uh, Tony, you know, is looking really good so far, and I'll be moving him up my dynasty rankings. Like I said. Is that
1: Jimmy falling into the pile? James, is that you? (laughs) That was, that was, uh, that was Jimothy. He he did the damn thing. He fell
0: forward. Oh, I see. Yeah. Rushing touchdown for Jimmy. All right. That's okay. I, um, I don't think I have too much. Yeah. I, 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 most of my games are already decided. I think we want at least the ones I have in these guys. And so, you know, I have, uh,
1: I have a stack with Jimmy and CMC, and I'm already up by a lot. And then another one I'm going up against CMC and I'm up by a lot, but the guy has an opportunity. So that was just perfect for me. That was that was beautiful stuff. And honestly, as as bad as it was to fall down the battle royale, man, fantasy football is going pretty well for me today. Like, yeah,
0: I've had a good I've had a good week.
1: It's a pretty good week.
0: And if you've watched the show,
1: I've had some bad weeks. So this is this was a nice turnaround. This was great. How did this happen? I'm we'll seeing uh, one
0: get... I've seen one matchup that flip-flopped on me my goodness what is happening here oh it's, it's palmer it's palmer it's, not doing anything it's 9
1: 30 eastern time that's what it is
0: <laughs> i hate it
1: i hate it i hate winning all day and then you're just like wait a minute what what happened here wait a minute <laughs> it was like the fourth quarter of the afternoon games you're like Shit, how do we recover all right next up we've got the texans and the giants this one was a weird game uh, giants were up for a lot of it we got some great garbage production or garbage time production from the texans excuse me brandon cooks came out of nowhere and was relevant damian pierce you know pretty much did damian pierce things great vo, uh, great uh, production off of uh, great volume just constantly fed the ball darius slayton is the guy that i do want going forward ahead of uh, Wondell robinson if you look up Ah, uh, the comparison on their a dots. It's like it's a billion yards in favor of Slayton. It's not even close. He is the deep threat in this offense, and in an offense that's not going to pass a lot, give me the guy that you know can make a big booming play. Uh, in Darius Slayton, obviously you want to you know garnish his starts going forward. You know with some caution, you don't want to just be throwing him out there week in and week out. Make sure it's a good matchup like it was this week. Although if you were looking at projections on like any platform. They had him in the basement at like two or three points. I, I didn't understand that. There was some disrespect getting thrown around there. Um, you know, you're not trusting any receivers for the Houston Texans going forward. I started last week uh, Philip Dorsett on a whim. That worked out. I started Chris Moore this week on a whim. That worked out. I'm not banking on that going forward. I'm hoping that Mike Williams is going to be healthy next week, and I won't have to make that decision on which one of those flyers to start. Uh, Do you trust Daniel Jones in your lineups going forward? I mean, it doesn't feel like he's someone that's, you know, going to drastically hurt you, but he doesn't really reek of booming production or someone that's going to, you know, bring you home a bonus or win you a points league or, you know, just go out there and, you know, again, put up the big totals for you.
0: Yeah, I mean he's a, he's a bye week, you know, he's more of a bye week uh really good streaming option for me at one quarterback leagues. I think, you know, he is a he's a solid starter for me now in super flex though. He's kind of in that back end quarterback quarterback two territory with upside. Um I don't think he's gonna get a rushing touchdown every week. That kind of saved his day today. Um, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um so yeah, I think Daniel Jones, solid back end quarterback two, like I said with upside, kind of almost like a like a Taysom Hill version of you know, He's just like a lot of upside, you know, you're gonna have some dud weeks though. Um Yeah, Barkley, of course, the running backs in this game, I want to lock them in my lineups every single week. Uh, Saquon Barkley's top five, you know, top three, top five play every week. Damian Pierce, borderline, you know, top 12, top 10 option. Um, You know, all the pass catchers in these offenses, though, you know, I I know Darius Slayton's been good. And I, I, you know, I do like him as a flex, you know, more of a flex option, but he's not, still not someone I'm jumping up and down about every single week. Yeah. And that rest of these guys, time to move Brandon Cooks to the bench. You know, he's more, he's kind of entering, he's kind of even sliding out of wide receiver three territory more to be even as a wide receiver four at this point. Uh, Nico Collins, though, you know, he scored a touchdown, say, though. Yeah. Um, Nico Collins, you saying?
1: Oh, no. Brandon Cooks had that touchdown called back. I'm sorry. Yeah. My bad. My bad. I forgot about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he did have a touchdown called back. So, you know, my bad. He's still, still four catches, 37 yards with that. Mm. So, um, We'll see. Um, yeah. Brandon Cook's still targeted for that touchdown. So, so um, he's probably Man. still a starter. He's still probably a starter in some, you know, especially since some, some leagues are getting deeper now, but yeah, mm-hmm. not, not excited about any of these pass catchers, tight ends, tight ends, super desolate at both sides. Not looking too much at Jordan Atkins performance. So.
1: Barkley 36 total touches there. I mean, we got to expect a bit of a dip next week, right? Do we kind of think he's a landmine and maybe like the daily formats?
0: he'll be very popular. So, you know, it's, it's always kind of, you know, well, I mean, he's also priced to that too. So, you know, he's always, a mm-hmm. he's never a bad option in DFS just because he's priced so high that he's avoided in a lot of lineups. So um, I don't think it'll change too much, but um, he, you know, he, he, he had a couple of da- you know, relatively down games where he didn't, you know, he wasn't fine in the end zone these last couple of weeks. Um, yeah. You know, RB 14, RB 16, the last two weeks, at least in this league setting. So, mm-hmm um and you know man my goodness um uh, yeah a lot of rushing touchdowns this year no receiving touchdowns yet so yeah you know he's he's capable of having, but yeah just a super safe floor with that with that amount of volume though
1: i looked at his opponent for next week detroit you gotta fire him up
0: oh yeah let's see yeah he'll he'll be 20
1: touches up against detroit i mean boom
0: he'll 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 have like you know like DraftKings, he'll have like a nine thousand dollar salary or something like that he'll be he'll be close Mm -hmm. to that at least
1: Right. I need a quick word from the sponsors, pay some bills. We'll be right back after this. Uh, ready to win money and boost your odds. Win bet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on win bet. Be on the lookout for the win bet win hour each Thursday from five to 6 p.m. Eastern time. During the WinBet win hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted sim game parlays to live in-game odds and in every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. So they know that we sent you. That's slash WynnBet to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1 800 522 4700. Get your holiday shopping done early at the SGPN merch store. SGPN gear is the perfect stocking stuffer for the D Gen in your life. Plus, From now until Thanksgiving, you can get 10% off when you use promo code DallasSucks. (laughs) That's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Promo code DallasSucks. All right. And we're getting back into it. Coming back around to New Orleans and Pittsburgh. Eh, only 30 points in this game. It stunk. I will tell you some bright spots that I did enjoy uh, was Najee Harris going 20 for 99. Uh, Didn't do anything in receptions. You know, Jalen Warren still had 12 total touches, nine catches, 37 yards, and just three catches for 40 yards. That was a second uh, on the the team, 40 receiving yards. But I felt like Najee was kind of able to weather the storm that is Jalen Warren, who may still very well be on his back and breathing down his neck for more production. But I thought Najee had a nice bounce-back game. Nothing really too much for me to buy into the Saints here. I do... I do like Juwan Johnson as kind of a steady floor going forward at the tight end position. If you're battling injuries, if you're battling buys, whatever it is, I do feel like he's a respectable pivot given the recent production. I would like to see some more consistency out of Chris Alave, but I feel like given what we've seen from him throughout the season, he's a a safe start going forward. Uh, Very concerned about Alvin Kamara starting him for the rest of the season, but he is not someone that you can really pivot off of what were the big takeaways from, uh, from this game for you?
0: Uh, yeah. You know, I'm not too worried about Alvin Kamara. I still think, you know, he'll have, you know, he he's, I think more, more a lot more susceptible to that dead game this year. Um, but, you know, I still think he'll have a lot of boom weeks going forward. Yeah. Jalen Warren. Yeah. I think, you know, but Najee Harris, it was great to see him have a decent game, but um, I, you know, I think Jalen Warren is still going to be commanding, you know, a decent uh, amount of the targets, you know, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, especially the amount of targets in this offense. So, Um, it kind of is going to, it takes away all that ceiling that we had last year with Najee Harris, you know, all the, all those targets that we got. So that's kind of, you know, puts him, you know, Najee Harris is more like a low end RB two and Jalen Warren is kind of a, a mid to back end, maybe RB three. And, uh, yeah, it was nice to see uh, George Pickens get a touchdown pass. Deontay Johnson was solid. Um, you know, the, the the these guys are never going to be too exciting. I believe Ken, you know Kenny Pickett just isn't going to be capable of throwing for a ton of yards or anything like that, which is going to cap these guys' upside. Uh, Deontay Johnson doesn't does not consistently get a very high A dot. He does not consistently get very many yards after the catch. So you're mm-hmm. really going to be counting on days that he gets. Um, you know, it was relatively good today. You know, it, you know on the four catch four catches he did get he did have 63 yards, which is pretty good for him, but most days he's going to be need to get peppered with targets and a relatively good, um, high quality targets to uh, be a good fantasy play. So yeah, Pratt Firemuth, you know, solid, you know, solid targets for a tight end, you know, he has a, you know, Pat Firemuth is a low upside high end floor Mm -hmm. tight end for me, you know, sitting in that back end tight end, what tight end one territory. Um, Yeah. Juwan Johnson also boom bust, uh, but when you are dealing with uh, bye weeks and things like that, I think you can kind of slide him in as that kind of mid to back end tight end too, as well.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, he's not someone that's a, a sexy name or a sexy start, but I, I don't think that you should be running to the waiver wire if you have him rostered and you know you got one more flex position to fill. I, I you know I feel like he's going to be solid for you, unless again you see like a big opportunity play on the waivers. But um, you know, don't get desperate if you if you still have him rostered. All right, next up, we've got the uh, the Colts and the Raiders. Jeff Saturday, he's 1-0. Uh, first decision, Matt Ryan, you're my quarterback. Like, not the worst idea. I, I don't hate it. Uh, good job in that. It seemed like an easy move to make. But Matt Ryan, 21 for 28, 222 passing uh, yards and one passing touchdown and one rushing touchdown, four for 38, and jumped over the pile on the goal line. I don't really know what to take away from the receivers for the Colts. If we can trust Michael Pittman going forward, I feel like he made a stronger argument for it this week, seven for fifty three. But Paris Campbell has just been that guy. He's really been their change of pace um, uh, asset. You know, trying to hit the outside corners with rushing attempts, uh, really easy sweeps, and you know, being used as a downfield threat. Really love him going forward. We've kind of brought his name up, you know, sparingly the past couple of weeks, but definitely a name that we've been, you know, telling you guys to keep a, keep an eye out for. Absolutely a buy candidate if available somehow. Um, but, you know, probably, you know, his, his roster ship has uh, increased over the past couple of weeks. Uh, no Hunter Renfro, no Darren Waller. No problem. Devontae Adams, 9 for 126, one receiving touchdown. Foster Morrow also, also had a touchdown. Really good production, really, from the Raiders. Uh, just didn't win the game here. I mean, they were great for fantasy. Um, those are really my big takeaways. Not, nothing that really splashed at me, um, other than I may feel just a little bit more confident throwing Pittman in a, into my lineup going forward.
0: Yeah, I mean Pittman, you know, is entering probably going to enter back into that uh, wide receiver two conversation with Matt Ryan, which is going to mm-hmm. be really good to see. Harris uh, Campbell has been a wide receiver one uh, the three last three games he's played with Matt Ryan. Uh, he's been fantastic uh you know he had a dip there with the two games that sam ellinger started
1: what was um, his production with ellinger though i felt like it wasn't that bad
0: uh yeah it, it wasn't great though he was the uh, well, right yeah. here in this particular Ooh. league which there's some variance like i think there's like a fump, like a fumbling score in this league so you know it could be mm-hmm. slightly different than really but in this league i have um in the t- in the two games you started with matt ryan for this wide receiver nine wide receiver five and then he was the wide receiver 47 and the wide receiver 61 with sam malinger and then we're gotcha, back gotcha. to the wide receiver 10 this week with matt ryan so far so crazy uh, been super productive i think uh paris Campbell uh picked this guy up, up off of waivers i think you know you can start him next week as a wide receiver three
1: yeah absolutely if he's still available you got to go after him i uh, love it foster morrow kind of in that same territory as uh juan johnson i don't love having to go to him but i feel like he's a healthy pivot at the tight end position
0: yep absolutely uh you know i'm not like i was telling the guys this morning he's not someone that gets me too excited kind of the day was right. saved by a touchdown i don't think that'll happen most weeks uh but if you do have some bye weeks coming up uh you know, or if you you have two, you know, it's a two catch league or something like that. He could be a deeper mm-hmm. league flex option, kind of a back end wide receiver uh, tight end too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, next up we've got uh, the Cowboys and the Packers. Started off slow, finished as a barn burner. Packers getting a victory, four and six now, thirty one to twenty eight over Dub Boys. Dak looked good, but not great today. Had the three passing touchdowns, but those two turnovers were very, um, you know, key junctures of the game, you know, you know, reversing the momentum out of their favor. Tony Pollard, amazing. Keep Zeke on the sideline. Keep Zeke, you know, whatever, eating, doing whatever he does on the sideline because, man, Tony Pollard can do the work. 22-115 on the ground with a rushing touchdown. Was a good matching uh, I'm sorry, good matching, good matchup up against the Packers. They've allowed the third most rushing touch, or rushing yards excuse me, to the running back position, but they had only allowed like a few rushing touchdowns um, to running backs this year. So it was great to see him finish. Man, CeeDee Lamb doing that work, 11 for 150, two receiving touchdowns. Christian Watson coming out of nowhere, putting up Randy Moss boss-type numbers, four for 107, and three receiving touchdowns. Did not hear that wrong three touchdowns on four catches for 107 yards had the cheat codes out today for christian watson um i'm 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 excited about it in a couple of leagues i'm really sad about it in a few others because alan lazard you know finally came down to earth are you concerned about lazard with watson you know having this big booming production are you buying that he watson has a safe floor going forward you know, what's your big takeaways from the Packers after this one? Because we actually, you know, have quite a bit of varied production here, obviously.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I I still like Alan Lazard. I, I had him rank the top 20 this week, and he'll still be probably kind of a borderline top 25 option for me this next week. Um, mm-hmm. I still think he has a relatively safe floor. Uh, you know, I'm taking some victory laps on Christian Watson. Uh, you know, I was big on him before the year, you know, especially yes. compared to where people were kind of down on him compared to his draft capital. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he just especially, hasn't been especially healthy. around
1: like week one. Like the the, the yeah. conversation had completely flipped, and I know that you and I had talked about that, like that kind of opening weekend.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I never quite bought into Romeo Dobbs. Um, I know he was um, mm-hmm. he had some big weeks, but you know, he was among the league leaders in drop rate. Uh, just not particularly impressive, in my opinion. And and Christian uh, before he got a concussion a couple weeks ago, he had stepped in already in wide receiver, two sets um, ahead of him. So. I expect that to continue even when he, uh, Romeo Dubs comes back here probably in a few weeks. So, uh, Christian Watson, you know, boom bust play. I, I'm not putting him in lineups yet, but for dynasty purposes, I do feel excited about him. Uh, but Lazard will be my play, uh, next week at least. Uh, gotcha. Aaron then, Jones.
1: Uh, yep. That's, that's what I was just about to ask you about next. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. Aaron Jones, fantastic. Uh, 24 carries, 138 yards. He's getting all that opportunity. He had a down week, uh, prior to this past week. Uh, prior to this last week but um before that though uh, you know he was actually he got hurt last game so he had to come out early but prior right. to that he was the rb4 and rb12 so you know um you know and he was the rb4 this week at least on the and uh, the rankings that i'm looking at so uh, i think you can lock him in as a solid rb1 uh, you know just like he's the best skill player in this offense and there's nowhere absolutely else for that ball to go
1: yeah that that's what i was going to get after was just like if you're going to own somebody in this offense it has to be aaron jones right like i still even after this production Aaron Rodgers, 14 for 20, 224 in the air, three passing touchdowns. Don't trust it. S- trying to sell it if I, if I still can because the Packers offense has just not been a solid product all season long. Aaron Jones is the big buy candidate. You know, if you can still go out there and make moves, I don't want to overbuy on Christian Watson. But if it's possible, if someone's feeling like, oh, this will be the best game of his career, it very well might be. Um, you know, I'm going to sell him now then buy in on him for sure if you if you don't have to spend too much but he'll definitely be a huge target on the on the waiver wires this week for certain that'll that'll be a big factor uh from the Cowboys Gallup 4 for 35 maybe better days are coming maybe this is a good direction for him the floor has been pretty low so far through the start of the season for him i know he's only been healthy for like a handful of games but it's been pretty underwhelming and it feels like he's still getting comfortable out there i felt like this week you know, again, a good uh, a good step in the right direction. Uh, Lamb, I had mentioned his production already, but there were some big misconnects between him and Dak that led to those interceptions. That's not really going to hurt us or concern us for fantasy, but just you know, something to keep an eye out for going forward. You're you're really not doing anything else other than that. Cavante Turbin, he had a pulse, catch for nine yards. Let's do more of that. Let's do more of that, fellas. Come on now, let's make it happen. All right, last one up here. And we're at halftime right now. Chargers are up uh, 16 to 10. Let's see. Herbert has a passing touchdown. Who has the other one? Oh, DeAndre Carter has the same one. But where's there? oh, those are all field goals? Damn. Ouch. Stop with the field goals. We need touchdowns. It's fantasy. Come on now. I was thinking that I was missing a touchdown somewhere. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: All right, next one up here. Ending it, uh, ending this show with the toilet bowl of the day: the Cardinals and the Rams. Colt McCoy versus John Walford. Yeah, this is, isn't a three ten to Yuma, but this was quite the showdown here for sure. Uh, Walford, twenty four for thirty six, two twelve uh, in the air, one passing touchdown, one interception. Colt McCoy shooting shooting the lights out, twenty six for thirty seven, two thirty eight, in a passing touchdown. Definitely looked like the better backup on the day. Certainly the more NFL-experienced quarterback in Colt McCoy. I was sad. I thought it was going to be Trace McSorley. I thought it was Trace McSorley season in Week 10. It wasn't. It wasn't Trace McSorley. Uh, It was Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy doing some good stuff. uh, Kept DeAndre Hopkins alive and well. Same for Rondell Moore. 10 for 98 for D-Hop. Rondell Moore, 9 for 94. Huge buy candidate if you still can here at the deadline. Um, But I'm more so concerned about the Rams here because no Matt Stafford. We saw Cooper Cup get hurt in this one. Only three catches, negative one yard. And then we saw kind of the the rise up again, the re-resurrection uh, of Tyler Higby, eight for 73, had a couple of really <clears throat> down weeks. Uh, he bounced back this week. Allen Robinson, four for 44, safe day. Kyrene Williams, four, oh, I believe he had just four touches. He had three catches for 30 yards and I think a carry not as advertised or as expected. I think that we felt like we were getting more touches with kind of the buildup and the excitement of him coming off the IR van Jefferson does find the end zone here. If we're missing Cooper cup for any serious amount of time, I mean, this season feels like it's been over for a while, but you know, Matt Stafford hurt Cooper cup hurt. Now, uh, potentially here, Higby Robinson, van Jefferson, Skoronic, like who's going to be this guy going forward. Are we going to be guessing who it is week in and week out, or will someone kind of, you know, steady out with a, a safe floor that we trust, you know, to close down the season.
0: Yeah, it's tough here. Uh, you know, one big headline is, you know, Zach Ertz going down, uh, getting carded off. Oh, that too, injury. yeah. Yeah, um, that's unfortunate. Uh, he's expected to miss multiple weeks. It says that they think his um, ACL is intact, uh, but he is expected to miss multiple weeks. Um, so that's unfortunate. So that is will be a boost to Rondell Moore and DeAndre Hopkins in the near future. This, this offense will likely be, Heavily concentrated on those two do players.
1: You, do you really quick? Do you think that Trey McBride will hold a pulse in fantasy? Do you think that that'll be a thing?
0: I'll have to wait. You know, that, that I, I it's really hard to predict. I think, you know, he mm-hmm. has all the talent in the world, but you know, I'm just not ready to um, to say that is going to be a definitive case. Like I said, I really do expect uh, probably DeAndre Hopkins, Rondell Moore to get, um, you know, just a heavily target concentration, James Conner to probably get a little step up in targets too. Uh, sure. yeah, you just see James Conner just immediately step back into the lead role. Obviously they weren't impressed with, you know, Benjamin too much. He is, uh, just an after back to an afterthought. Now, uh, Ingram got the only other carry. So James Conner, you can lock him back in as like maybe a top 15, top 16 running back play. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Rondell Moore entering that, uh, high end wide receiver three kind of conversation. Um, uh, maybe even back end wide receiver two with, uh, to Zach Ertz out, um, this uh the Rams offense is super ugly uh yeah Cooper Cup hopefully he doesn't miss any extended period of time but um as the pars, as the pass catchers I'm looking at Tyler Higby um caught all eight of his targets today for 73 yards um uh, mm-hmm. yeah I I, th- I you know if if Cooper Cup's gonna miss any time this is the guy I expect to get a little bit more of an uptick he's been disappointing these last few weeks but uh he'll enter back into that tight end one discussion Uh, and i I like van jefferson um yeah i caught all three of his targets today for 27 yards and a touchdown they're easing them back in but um he's already kind of stepped back in over uh you know skronik did have seven targets today but um, i still think van jefferson's a little more talented so i expect him to kind of take him back over that role and alan Robinson, uh disappointing as usual so i I don't expect that he hasn't shown me anything to suggest that he's going to get get over that four or five catches for 40 yards
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Van Jefferson was going to be my pick just because of what I feel they can do with him on offense. They can be mischievous and deceptive and, you know, get him a reverse, get him a swing play or something like that, and also use him as a deep threat. Like if it, if the speed is coming back more and more as the weeks go on, Van Jefferson would be the guy that uh, I'm looking for out of that group here. Um, Trey McBride will definitely be an interesting uh, waiver piece in a lot of deeper leagues. Uh, you don't need to run to him in, you know, like your 10, 12, single QB type leagues or anything like that. Um, But yeah, I I definitely think he'll get added at at a high clip, the running game for the Rams. eh, I don't want any part of it. I mean, even if I see somebody boom next week, like sure. You know, if you got a roster spot, maybe you throw them on your, on your, uh, on your bench, but I don't feel like that will play out to be the narrative for the rest of the season. I feel like it'll be a revolving door for the rest of the season Akers, Williams, Henderson, Akers, Williams, Henderson. I don't think anyone's really going to you know, rise to the top here. So I'm holding off if I can. If you're really desperate, you know, Henderson did find the end zone this week. Maybe he, they lend a little bit more favor to him in scoring territory. But the longest carry was for uh, 10 yards from Akers. And, you know, then he went five for 12 the rest of the day. Not very good, you know?
0: Yeah, it's it's ugly. I can't believe just, – I just can't believe where we are with this off. I can't believe we are with so many – it's just insane to me this year, like you know, just where we are with the the, the Tampa Super Bay bowl offense, over. the Denver Bronco offense, the 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 Rams offense, the Packers offense. It's just, it's a crazy year Uh yeah,
1: you know, right just here, yeah.
0: that 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 safe quarterback, late quarterback ones that we thought were all sitting there for us in the in the late parts of drafts are just uh, just crashing and burning hard.
1: It sucks. All right, you got anything new uh to share before we head out?
0: Um, you know, I will be I'll be working on the fab article tonight and tomorrow. I'll be dropping that tomorrow night. I'll drop a dynasty article for five yard rush, and I'll do a weekly article for the fantasy coaches podcast. But most importantly, I'll be doing a, uh, you know, the underdog podcast that and Andrew uh, Rob will be taking the article, I think, this week. But I'll be doing mm-hmm. the podcast this Friday morning. So we'll look forward to talking some more underdog battle royale.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you folks riding along with us tonight. Be sure to download the episode and leave us a positive review. Appreciate all the feedback. Take care, be well, be good. And if you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.
0: Take it easy.